All right, welcome back. Another episode of the podcast is up. So let's get stuck in today. We've got Marcus, as always, and Clay. So Marcus, you know Clay from the past, so why don't you give a wee introduction and then we'll let Clay come in. So um, I've known Clay for like quite a while now, actually, going back. So uh, yeah, my idea with having Clay on was he has a business that will excite a lot of people um, a lot of people might not know what it is and again it's diff- it's like a different guest on uh, we've had a lot of sport- sporty guests on but again Clay does have a bit of sporting background so we'll dip into that and we'll talk about his current business and goals for the future and just kind of see where it goes but yeah I'm excited for this one uh, Clay, are you ready to start, my man? Good man. Um, right, bit about yourself, mate. Uh, in terms of younger life, uh, tell me a bit about yourself in terms of your racing, uh, people obviously don't know about uh, your family life. Uh, yeah, go ahead, take the floor. Yeah, so obviously I'm 25 from Glasgow. Um, Box Hub started... It actually started as Health Hub Studios, so it started as a fitness-based kind of space. To be honest, when I first started out, I wanted to do, believe it or not, a CrossFit gym, something that you would possibly be interested in. Yeah. (laughs) So I actually had the idea, because obviously fitness is a huge thing, and it was really important to me, obviously, going in school, doing racing, everything was fitness-orientated for me. So throughout school... I didn't wasn't really involved in any like intellectual things. Everything that I excelled in was PE, <laughs> surprisingly business when I came into senior school. So Box Up actually started as opening it as a CrossFit gym. What is Box for the people that don't know? So like it's was, yeah. a collection of creative studio spaces. And recently we've been developing over the last kind of two or three years to do events so in the last month and a half we've properly launched events so yeah it's taken a long time to get there and we're literally just starting and there's a lot a long way to go but yeah we'll eventually get there hopefully yeah so then so yeah so you i just wanted to ask for anyone who wasn't exactly sure because me and marcus also both know what it is we were chatting about it anyway but um <clears throat> so you were kind of going going through school PE and business was the top subjects and then kind of what about when you kind of finished school then where did you kind of go from there so when I finished school I didn't actually know what I wanted to do I was too late for UCAS so I missed the deadline for that the reason I went and studied business at college to do a HND um, the main thinking about that was because business was a topic that it doesn't restrict you to like doing one yeah. thing it's quite so, open yeah if I studied business, you could go and do fitness, you could start a gym, you could go and launch an app or whatever. Um, at that time, I just had no idea what I was going to do. So I was went to college and during college, I was, I was good at the topics and understood everything, but actually getting it down on paper was a different story for me. So being dyslexic, I had to redo a lot of things and it just became a bit of a frustration, to be honest. Mm. So... Coming, get my HND, I had the option to go to uni to do third year international business. But to be honest, I knew myself that it wasn't the thing that was going to suit me. So 
the time I was working in retail as well, believe it or not, I was actually working in super dry. <laughs> oh, I was just looking back and I'm like, oh, <laughs> Jamie Judd would come in and buy <laughs> But yeah, so I was working in retail and dropped out of college. I quit my job in retail. I was as bad as it sounds. I was looking at my managers in retail and I was thinking, I don't want to be in, I don't want to be doing that when I'm 30, 35. Like, no disrespect whatsoever, but I was I always wanted to try and do something else. I had loads of ideas and I felt like even in super dry at the time, like if you had an idea on the shop floor, like for example, like they used to style the windows like a certain way and set everything up. If you presented your idea, it would just get shut down instantly because you weren't the stylist within the store or you weren't, you were just working on the shop floor. So yeah. That's when I kind of realized having the ideas like to do something yourself, like that's why I kind of wanted to start something myself because it's it's you that makes the decisions. It's yeah. you that can use your creativity to make something. Yeah. Um, especially ah. taking on the first space. Like we I took that on when it was completely derelict for 10 years. So obviously not having a lot of like startup costs, got the first three months for rent rent free. <laughs> So literally just started with going in the space and painting, plastering, starting from the roof and working your way down. And give just- give us give us a little bit of an insight for that person listening, because I know the amount of graph that you put into it, but maybe yeah. to someone listening, like although it's all like glamorous being like a business owner for a business that's going like really well yeah. but I mean people don't but see them yeah to get to that stage it's it's so much graft and like especially like during winter I actually kind of like winter but because I like to get my head down mm. a lot of the projects I've been doing when it's like construction development is during winter time I'm waking up early in the morning driving into work it's dark listening to music going in painting decorating getting the space ready and then back home again eat and it's like repeat but it's like that excitement of when you're doing it because you get addicted to like seeing the progression yeah like and you'll have an idea like you'll go home you'll you go on like pinterest like i'm addicted to pinterest when i'm doing new spaces up and just brainstorming and create that kind of mood board of a space what you want it to look like and then being able to put your ideas in yeah yeah no there's so many like there's so many obviously there's so much competition Mm. But it's about looking at different places that are ahead of the game. If you're looking at London, Manchester, go to New York, if you go to these places, you'll pick up on things that Glasgow or Edinburgh, places like this haven't actually picked up on or seen. So that's where you're finding your opportunity to do something a bit different. Mm. If you're doing something that's just fitting in and it's the same, it's not going to stand out. So with Box Hub, having... Main thing I do is usually, obviously, we're a lot like photo studio based. So, throughout Box Hub, make, making sure if anyone takes a photo anywhere within there, that you that the outside person will pick up and notice that's in Box Hub. Mm-hmm. So, an example of that is throughout the whole of the venue, I painted the wall black like halfway all the way through. Um, having details like on the floor, the containers obviously stand out, a container within the building. It's immediate kind of wow factor when people are coming in and viewing space. It just kind of, it's something a bit different. Indu- it's industrial feel, but it's got a modern 
modern and industrial linked together. So it's it's just like different compared to if you're walking in. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> walking in, for example, I was in Lady Liberty in Edinburgh last week. Mm-hmm. Went downstairs, it's like an old like bank vault, everything. It was just obviously it's luxury and it's really cool, but mm-hmm. you've got you've got your ways of portraying yeah a space in different ways, really. So in terms of like let's just rewind a bit um and talk about like when box hub first became like an idea like to me i don't know how that idea came about i wouldn't even think of that and i would look at a space that you're in now and just think what the fuck do i put in that space or how do i manipulate that to my to my means like coming out of school obviously you said you've done you went to college you dropped out what made you go right i'm gonna do that i'm gonna invest all my time into that and just see where it goes. Like, what made you decide that? Um, don't actually, don't actually know. Just having having the vision, and then once I first started, so when I had Health Hub, the so a dance school approached me. I advertised the space because as I was getting out for a CrossFit gym, like before I bought any equipment, and they were like, "We want the space, just as the space, and we'll rent it off you three times a week for the full day." So I was like, okay, so I can create a boutique space that's not like pure gym or a gym that you can rent a space per hour. So I created a boutique space that yoga teachers, Pilates teachers, all these guys that have just finished their training course, that they want to start doing classes, but they don't want to take on the responsibility of renting a space and taking on that risk and that pressure. So I created a kind of stepping stone for those kinds of people. Um for example, that's where I met Sorella, which is an all-girls gym in Glasgow. So they rented a space off me early per week. I uh, Two Birds Fitness. I had yoga, Pilates, photography came into it. But like the girls at Sorella, so they they now rent space off me permanently. Um, they've obviously grown their brand at the same time as I've kind of grown my brand. So And then Two Birds as well. And they're in their own space. They're developing, they're growing, they're looking at taking on more space. So it's just having having getting that bit at the start that I can block this out and I, I'm I got it full every week. <coughs> um don't get me wrong, it was a lot of a lot of work having if one person comes in, you gotta go in, clean the space, do a do a turnover rotation. So you'd be down there all the time, <laughs> making sure everything's clean, everything's good. Next person comes in, it's like it became like a full-time job even at the early early stages but yeah if it wasn't for that we wouldn't have grown to where we are kind of today and and do you think that pressure at the start so obviously you're thinking right I've got a mass to secure this dance school three hours a week that, that's good but that's not going to pay the bills, is it? Let's be oh, honest. Oh, yeah. It's mad, um, mad pressure. And you'd be sitting there looking at the calendar constantly, just staring at it, just <laughs> wanting it to fill up. <laughs> Even with the events, I'm like, I'm looking at the calendar, I'm like, oh, there's a few, there's days, there's four or five days there that we need to get that full. It's yeah. like, for the events just now, the main thing we're, we're noticing is oh, everyone wants to have an event Friday, Saturday, sometimes Sunday. Mm-hmm. So now it's looking at the calendar and be like, how can we fill Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday? Um, so yeah, as you want to maximize, especially having space, you want it to be rotating 24-7. 
like as late as possible for the classes exactly like that so when I was back doing the PT stuff I was targeting early morning PTs because the space would be quiet until prime time classes start around five five onwards and everyone would want those slots and you couldn't give them away because they were always full so one of my tactics was back in the day I would I would go on LinkedIn because it was it would let me target specific areas. I go on LinkedIn to Glasgow and I type in yoga teacher. I go through, I'd connect with everyone who's a yoga teacher. I go through PTs, connect with all of them. I go through photographers, connect with all of them. And then I kind of reach out to them and show what we had to offer. Because mm. people people won't know what it is, especially at the early, early stages. Like you need you need to market it, but you don't have the marketing budget. So if you're direct messaging someone, developing a relationship and showing them the space at the same time, then we can start pushing this and properly filling the space. So at first, was it just like one one space that was then you would change for multi-use? And then, because when I went and I, like how I see it in my head now is that like massive building that has like multiple rooms. And like- yeah, so Health Hub was just one space and then what happened is a new space came up and we just started taking on more and more space. So yeah. the new space down on the ground floor, I, I took it on as one big space and immediately went in. Like my strong part is having the vision of a space, like to take a space that's a blank canvas and being able to visualize, right, we'll do an office here, office here, hallway, there'll be another office there, there, there. Mm-hmm. The mezzanine utilized because we had high roofs through there. So utilize the roof space up there so i ended up going into that space it was one space and that became i think there's eight offices within that area now um yeah so just taking on more and more space and then obviously from doing upstairs the photography came into it Mm -hmm. so the next place after that was taking over the garage area within that area and putting the container in i wanted to involve the container which was an absolute nightmare to get in the building um the guy that was driving the high ab to lift the container like he was he'd let he wasn't properly trained and I, I think if he was like properly trained he would never have done it but i managed to convince you needed someone who wasn't properly trained to like accept to do yeah it. like there's no way we would have got away with that it was like a really tight lane there was a tree it was kind of going into and yeah i remember we got half the container in and then We'd have to jump on the top, uncouple at two corners and couple it up at the back. And then I put like big metal scaffolding poles down to let it sit on so we could try and roll it in. Um, <laughs> this is this is all the dirty stuff people just don't see. No, and then not they, at all. all they see yeah. is the, pr- the pretty container that all they take all yeah. the poles in. No, we had to cut the container up. That was obviously put the doors in, like ripping up part, like. Yeah, no, there's so much work, but like for the all the joinery and all that kind of stuff, like working alongside people because at the start you don't you don't have the cash to invest to put to put a team on to do that. First of all, they quote you something ridiculous. They see you're young, they'll be like, right, he doesn't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll, just, we'll just rip him off. Like, for example, the dance when I had the dance school, um at the start, I put a rubber flooring down, which was like four mil rubber mat, which 
when people are dancing on it, it's the impact, so it's concrete underneath, so the impact's going right to their knees. So over time, it's going to have like a damaging effect on the knees. So I had, I had to do put a sprung flooring in. So it was two hundred square meters, sprung flooring, Durabella battens, which have foam on them. So it kind of takes the impact away. So to do that, I think that was, it was it worked out eight grand at the time, which is a massive expense but a guy came in he tried to like kind of make it sound really really like a big job so I'll come in I'll put the lasers out I'll measure it it'll be perfect and like something that was quite not straightforward but it's mainly just down to the cost of materials at the end of the day so I managed to actually do a crowdfunder with through the dance school to raise money to put towards it which helped out a lot. So we, I think we raised like four and a half, four and a half grand. That will do. And then obviously I'll put the rest in to get it done. So like, for example, that day was that studio was on the top floor. So that was two joiners working and me lifting all the materials up the stairs <laughs> from the morning to night, literally just up and down. And that's when... You start speaking to yourself in your head, going up <laughs> the stairs, and you're just like your inner drive like, comes out, and you're like, "Right, okay." You just go to a weird place. Well, that yeah. that leads on to a good like question that I was I was thinking about. So, what where do you feel like you got the this like drive from? Because what you said, so I mean, two things you said earlier. One was like. Um, you know, you kind of quickly realize that school and like college wasn't for you, but like, I can't remember who said this, but I remember hearing someone saying it was like, it something like the school systems is just not that great because some people who don't excel at school, it doesn't mean they're like, they don't have drive. It's just, they don't have drive in that area. Definitely. They've not found found what they, they're good at. Yeah. And then when you find it, you can kind of go all in on it. So where'd you reckon that kind of came from? I would say the drive, I'm a pretty competitive person. Obviously, doing the racing from a young age, I started racing go-karts when I was, I think I was 12. So I raced go-karts in the Scottish Championships, then went on to do the British Championships, which obviously go-karts, like if people don't know, like it's extremely competitive (laughs) at a young age, like you'll get, there's different levels like cadets like juniors and it goes up to seniors etc but the amount of money that is spent at these lower stages is unbelievable i can imagine it being an expensive sport to have your to have your kid do <laughs> yeah i mean in the future i would definitely have my kid doing it because yeah. i love it and he loves it, was, it yeah. it's exciting it's costly but it's an extremely competitive sport so that's where I'd say the drive came from and discipline because racing is I would say it's very similar to being an entrepreneur when you're starting because you're by yourself (laughs) like it's just you and it's like so it gets it gets lonely if you're just grafting all the time and you're just doing it over and over again it gets lonely and it does get to you because you'll compare yourself to your friends that are at uni they're going out they're socializing with all the uni nights out and like going to uni they're with their their mates and they're having fun 
especially in like first and second and third year. Um, obviously, you start. It's, I'm not saying uni is easy. I wouldn't be able to do it. That's why I didn't go. But it's more sociable. Um, but that's why doing Box Hub kind of built this hub of different businesses, mm-hmm. which actually obviously they benefit me as well. So I've got videographers. So if mm-hmm. I need content, I will just walk into them. <laughs> I've got my barbers in there. <laughs> I've got a haircut <laughs> in Box Hub. You don't have to leave Box Hub ever. <laughs> yeah, I've created a hub, a hub of creators that I can utilize. Obviously, I don't use well. We we like you scratch my back, I'll scratch your back. We, that's yeah. how it works. Um, developing connections and, for example, like Rory, obviously he's agency twenty three, and so they do all the graphics for me. Um, all the designs. Um, yeah, it just it works. It works itself out. Nice. Well, um, the next point I kind of wanted to touch on was, you. So you've got all these services, and then recently, um, you opened a cafe, mm. um, which is like a little bit different, obviously, to all the other services that are within Box Hub. So you've got your, you know, as you said, your photography. Yeah. Your, gym, your gym etc um but the cafe is like that's completely different because that's actually you're gonna have to provide a face-to-face service there yeah um so yeah talk to us a little bit about that because it's a bit out with what you probably expected yeah it was kind of just like it was a moment of yeah yeah i'll do it may as well but <laughs> it was adding it was adding more value to all the spaces all the tenants obviously being able to get a coffee it's a cafe's sociable, it's about, it's an area of a workplace that people can go and network and relax. So I was always going to do it, but yeah, like you say, taking on a cafe, it's more responsibility, it's day-to-day responsibility, like early morning responsibility, like we don't have milk. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> the kind of like never think about if you're opening a cafe, getting the call. It is a nightmare. <laughs> And you bring staff on. So actually, I ended up opening two cafes. So taking on North Street, which is the second box up, it's like a really good location, shop front-wise, standstill traffic every morning, people going to work. Yeah. Everyone's looking in. I was like, right, coffee shop in here. It's going to be amazing. People just drive by. (laughs) They don't stop. I'm like, oh, it just didn't work as well as... Obviously, it takes time to establish it, and it would have got to that stage. But having the two the two cafes, so I brought managers on. Um, obviously, the role of a manager is making sure stock levels, doing the staff rota for other staff, just making sure everything's absolutely right. on. Absolutely, yeah. Effectively, yeah, it's just alleviating the pressure off of you, though, because 100%. there's only so much. There's only so much that you can handle before. Yeah, like, it kind of leads on. I don't really want to. I want to let you speak about it, but it leads you on to the next point, which is like help, because obviously you can't do something by yourself. Hundred percent. Well, having the cafe managers and the staff, I, it was the idea in my head of, oh, I'll just be able to oversee this. That now my role is overseeing, but like that was an absolute fantasy. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I was still. It's even if you're not there, it's constantly on your mind. Like, even like just now, like it's not a problem. I don't. 
I don't think it's a problem. <laughs> Other people might think it's a problem. Like if I'm out for dinner, I'm I'm always analyzing what are these guys doing? What are they? I'm always picking up on different ideas. And what like it's always on my mind. So it's being able to switch off, which is going to the gym, like just going after work. It's hard for me not to sit down and mm. get the laptop out. I quite enjoy it. Like yeah. if you're going home and sitting on the couch and just working through a few things, not doing so much of the emails you can do, some of the website stuff. Like the, the website stuff's the fun things for me because yeah. it's like the imagery, the videos, and making it look good. So as soon as someone comes on there, they're immediately like, right, okay, intrigued by it. Yeah. The admin, the admin side of things, like me not excelling in English, etc. Like that's what would get to me, and it would just become a bit of a burden. Like as exciting it is, you're getting inquiries. Every time you get an inquiry, you see it, you're like, right, okay. A bit of excitement, but you have to respond to these. And then when you respond, you'll get another response. So it's yeah. like... There's a lot of back and forth before anything happens. Eh? Yeah, so just now it's a matter of minimising the back and forth. So recently doing the events brochure, so making it really informative so that mm -hmm. it reduces all the questions, that you'll get questions. Is there parking? Is there that? Is it disabled access? Is the toilet? Like, yeah, yeah. So many questions you wouldn't realise, um, and everyone hasn't. So in terms of linking to that is bringing on a member of staff, which is one of my good mates, Matt. So I was quite hesitant at the start of bringing him on. So, cause he saw what happened is he saw me doing, doing the emails um, in the house and he was like, Oh, I can help you out with that. Cause he was kind of, he was working, he was working in the hospitality for years and years. Mm. He's ran, Finsby Flatter and like loads of places that are like high pressure environments. Yeah. And I've seen them do it well. Um, but to be honest, at the time I didn't really well, obviously I've seen him do it well, I appreciate it, but actually seeing him do it for me, I'm like, right, okay, he's he's really good at this. <laughs> he's he's proactive, he's a people yeah. person. Like he doesn't have to run things by me. He just yeah. he just doesn't. So you knew you knew him already then? Yeah, he's one of my good mates. Yeah. So, so do you reckon that helped then? Like because he probably he obviously know you pretty well. So like he'll kind of yeah, know he he knew yeah, he knows my strengths and weaknesses. Like but also I think he would put you in a position where he thought that it wouldn't it would be unfair for you to take him on. So like it's not like he's begging for you, but he'd be like, I can actually help you out here, mate. I could make your bit your business better. Um, from a mate's point of view as well, like I, I get I get it. But at the same time, you gotta it can work not in your favor and be like, like, pull your weight. Not just because you're my friend. Like it's, it's yeah. business at the same time. So it's like that hard relationship that you probably have to manage. It is, a, it is a hard relationship. And I was hesitant about it, but to be honest, like touch wood <laughs> no, <laughs> no disagreements like it's just like good energy um and that's like when i go back to like if i'm going into the office in the morning it was just me it's like groundhog day like <laughs> no, the computer lights up and you're like emails and it's like it's quite lonely but having him like go into the office bam each other up we'll have a laugh yeah obviously we do 
we work hard it's like we, <laughs> the we, occasional we work, hour of work <laughs> yeah we work really hard i know you, you might see us playing ping pong all the time but that's like, <laughs> that gets the brain going <laughs> um, that's where come from yeah i saw it in google headquarters and i was like i quite like ping pong i'm getting a ping pong table <laughs> <laughs> so um so bringing matt on board what what did that help like obviously you've touched on it a little bit but from like your point of view, from overviewing the whole business over a couple of years, what did it alleviate off of you? And that you instantly noticed straight away and were like, Jesus Christ, Christ, this is hit. Yeah, okay. Instantly. Like, just how we could get through so much admin and still, like Matt, Matt loves to get his hands dirty as well in terms of painting, like, mm. like building, like, he's kind of, I would describe him as a right-hand man. He's not, He's not a secretary, he's not like a PA, he's just, he's an all-rounder, which is what I needed, because there's always spaces, like new tenants move out, a new tenant's come in, you need to go in, repaint the space, tidy it up, there's loads of jobs like that, and he's not, he's not hesitant to help me with that kind of thing, so, yeah, no, it's all-round, it's just productivity's increased, and it's, it's a lot like we need to be on it in terms of inquiries. If you don't reply to an inquiry within 12 to 24 hours, the a person's initial excitement about getting in touch to book for a birthday or a wedding or an engagement party, it starts to phase out. Mm. So if you're on it instantly and get the communication going quickly, then you you you'll make more sales. You'll well, it makes the process a lot more smooth, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Like if you don't get a response from, if you were to inquire about your birthday, you don't get a response for three days. You're like, right, I'm already I'm looking for the next. Probably also reached out to others, eh? And then it's like, yeah. they've they've taken it off of you. So yeah, if I didn't have him, I would be really struggling <laughs> so in terms right. of like decision making as well though like there's probably some decision where he's gone clearly that's probably not right i'd probably do it this way and you've gone actually wait a minute you're probably right but likewise you know having that guy or person to bounce ideas off probably helps you putting our two heads together he's got his experience in hospitality so when it comes to running events he knows exactly what he's doing he's yeah. run a bar like see when there's events on I'll I'll help out as much as I can, but I've never worked behind a bar before. So yeah. I'm like I'm bar back during the event. I'm, <laughs> I'm collecting glasses, I'm rotating it, I'm like easing pressure off the back end of stuff. Like yeah. whereas he'll completely excel in that field. Whereas that's not what I've never done that before. So yeah. it's interesting to hear like how you know you're like you'll still go and do that and it's cool. Do you know what I mean? Like how yeah. even though box hub is obviously quite big now loads of stuff going on and he, maybe this was a wee bit earlier but still like going through oh, and, that was the, the weekend <laughs> yeah, there you go yeah so still still doing it like but it's cool to see and it's all like you know yeah, it's probably quite um i don't know what the word like resourceful that's the right word eh? like, yeah it's, it's just like it's not it's not being nice. too big yeah. yeah if if i can do it why would i not do it yeah. um don't get lazy like I'll never, like, even just now, if I go through a phase, like, oh, we've, like, developed all that, there's not so much construction, like, I kind of miss, like, building, project. doing projects, like, ongoing, like, just now, 
Matt and I today were discussing, we're going to screed. We did the concrete floor in the event space. So we got quoted 15 grand for a concrete floor. And <clears throat> I did it upstairs before. Um, but I didn't do it very well upstairs because we didn't prime the floor. We didn't do it. So it started, the concrete started to like crack a wee bit. So we watched a few YouTube videos. <laughs> we missed <laughs> 60, 69 bags of concrete in a day. I think it was a 12-hour shift. <laughs> and, uh, we were just like, concrete's heavy. <laughs> Towards the end of the day, we're looking, Matt and I are looking at each other just like... <laughs> this is we've underestimated the job but we did the job in a day for 1100 pounds compared to 15 grand i mean there we go though like, there's a massive saving there yeah since now, then, all, the, all yeah. the job might not be as to their standard but again you yeah. <laughs> you saved a hell of a lot of money but the thing is the floor came out amazing like it's spot like exactly, well, exactly what you wanted anyway yeah Generally, like people like the Pentagon Center next door, um, the receptionist got in touch. One of our tenants wants to do your floor. Can you let us know who did it? Can you send us the details? <laughs> you were. I like oh, me and sorry. Matt will do it. <laughs> Fifteen grand. <laughs> Fifteen grand. <laughs> I like Matt. We got a new side hustle here. <laughs> in terms of like events, Clay. Um, looking back uh, at Box Hub. Or hell, well, probably box hub. Um, what are some things that you're like? That's pretty cool. Like, obviously, I know one recently, but that you'll say. But that's the one that's on my mind. But mm. I'll let you answer that one. So probably I'll start with the, the first one. The first one was Lululemon, like oh, nice. massive brand. Um, so their Glasgow store got in touch, and they've done they've done two pop up shops now. But I remember this is like working under pressure because this is when we lifted the, the container in for the photo studio. This is kind of when I realized that I like there's people excel in different areas. So like the team came down and the place wasn't ready. Like we were halfway through construction. <laughs> they had a timeline, so they were booking the event. And I was like, yep, it will be done. It will be done. Like if it's, I'll be working day and night to get it done. Um, so if you put yourself under pressure you'll make sure it is yeah, yeah, yeah. done so during the meeting I was kind of walking through with them showing them this is what this is going to be like kind of explaining how I imagined it and like what your vision was for it yeah yeah like if one person in the team just like really excited about what I'm saying like <laughs> pick up on the body language like right she you get me the other <laughs> ones they like I just, I just can't, I, I'm, I'm not sure, I just can't. <laughs> so that's when I, yeah, that's when I realised, right, visualising the space is my, my strong point. You've got to obviously understand when, when you're having the events and you need to really portray how it's going to look across. That's why, obviously, if you had the space finished, yeah, <laughs> it would be yeah. But at that moment in time, we didn't have the stage, fin the, the place finished, so. We had to try and so it's like it. communicating that vision to someone who can't see it. Yeah. Well they they loved it when they had the event, like so many people were like they're like I remember people coming, they're like, Did you guys put the container in like speed to Lulu? And they're like, No, 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 we didn't do that. <laughs> um, 
So like, everyone loved the concert and it went really well. Um, they done they done another one after that. Um, but other than that, it would be for COP twenty six having like big clients, obviously like huge clients. There's there's only so much space within Glasgow, and when there's an event on like that, massive clients are trying to get the closest place to where the main where is happening. So obviously Box Hub's prime location. And I hadn't really, I don't actually know how they found Box Hub because in terms of like the website, etc. at the time, I hadn't really been doing SEO, weren't advertising as an event space. Yeah. It was advertised as a coffee shop. So I got like companies like Honda, the, the fact that we had driving access, they wanted to bring all the electric cars in and set up and do a kind of walk through. But I'd already been going down the lines with a company, which I'm actually unable to state which company it is because I've signed an NDA, which is <laughs> very annoying. Um, but we're already in talks with them. In terms of doing the contract, there was loads of back and forth. It was like probably like four or five, probably like five or six weeks of them coming up from London team visit space walking them around it's like the same people that are coming up as you and you're showing them the space like four or five times and then then they'll send you like a visual oh this is what we're going to do with the space so they all sent they sent me like a cad so they came in with someone lasered all the walls measured them had photos of the space they sent me a cad presentation and they actually came up with a vr headset and i put it on and it was like <laughs> That that's how you get people to visualize the space. Genuinely, I was like, <laughs> next, this is next level. Like this is ridiculous. Like so, we put the VR headset on, and you can click through it, and it takes you to different rooms. And it was oh, just that's like, epic. And you can actually you didn't recognize the place. And then obviously, when they came up, like two like on the day we're meeting them, two Arctic trucks like lorries like appear at the front, like a team. This is when I was like, right, <laughs> I was doing all the graft, like, to get it to a stage. Then a team of, like, 40 to 50 workers <laughs> turned up in a day, and they just, like, assembled a scaffolding structure throughout the full venue. LED screens, big, massive LED screens, LED screens in the roof, all the way through, like, virtual reality, rooms um, if only you could have them every time you had a new concept yeah, anyway, like the productivity on that day <laughs> and i didn't even have to do anything i was just watching um but that was like a huge event for me and to see like the full potential of what the space can be mm. obviously they had a ridiculous budget um, <laughs> and they developed areas within box hub that they they left for me Oh, nice. um, they were going to leave there's so there's two old lift shafts in there and on the lead up to cop I had to put some more bathrooms in so I was working overtime again trying to get the bathrooms finished but in the other lift shaft they actually floored it um, because it was just it's empty and it used to be a pit so they tidied all that up and had it as a kind of meeting a meeting conference room so I managed to get that which was good and obviously at the same time as this I just I got North Street um 
So I was in discussions with a company from Amsterdam and it was a reporting company. So everyone goes to the conferences, they'll pick up on things and then they'll be presenting to whoever and just reporting back. So I was doing the deal with this client. Meanwhile, I'm getting the keys to the space. The deal's not yet finalized. So I'm I'm still, I've been in on the viewings. I've taken photos of all the spaces. Obviously, the space is not complete. The building's been empty for two years. So I'm sending them all the photos and they're like, is it going to look like this? I was like, yeah. no, I'm going in with the, the team. <laughs> 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 the team are tidying the space up. Um, I'm going to paint all the walls white, sand all the floors, varnish all the floors, tidy everything up. New lights are going in. Um, so there's a huge risk there of, Obviously, I'm pushing this deal ahead. If I don't get the keys in time, they're not going to be able to get in. I'm going to be in a bit of a predicament. <laughs> but I managed to, I got the keys four days before they were coming. And they were using within North Street. It's a big building. So I've got, that's developed now. It's 15 offices I've got in there. Um, so the spaces they were using is the two shop front spaces and the middle space is a presentation room. So again, going in, starting <laughs> being empty um starting from the roof and working our way down but high ceilings loads of pain like calling my mates can you come and help out like i'll pay you <laughs> help out like some of my mates like cammy's brother came down and helped out i had loads of random people just coming down helping out paying them but um yeah we managed to get the space ready and again they loved the space and um, so once COP had started, I was completely done in. I could, <laughs> then I could just oversee and make sure there was no issues at any of the spaces were floating around. For the one at Washington Street, because it was a massive, massive company and there was high, like top people coming in. They actually paid, I think it was around 12, 15 of my tenants and within the building not to be in for the two oh, weeks. Wow. So they kind of just paid them off. Wow. Take a holiday. Take a, so take a paid holiday. The whole building on throughout that area exclusively just to them. Um, and they had security throughout. So wow. even for me, for me to get in was was difficult. Um my dad to your own, to your own space <laughs> yeah like my dad wanted to come in and see what they'd done and they, they with his architect and they denied him access <laughs> they're unlucky mate <laughs> <laughs> you're not on the list mate sorry <laughs> yeah ah, fair enough so then like just to kind of go over a la last couple of points then like if you were thinking about thinking back to kind of the whole the whole journey the whole process like if you can think of any like a few a few like lessons that you reckon you've learned or a few lessons that you you would tell your younger self if that's another way to think about it mm -hmm. from like the whole process the whole process is probably just just stick with it like that's what i did anyway but like it's tough um it's hard work and then obviously realizing what your strengths are Mm -hmm. not trying to do everything yourself because when it was just me for four years marketing like builder yeah literally everything everything yeah. like it's it's a lot of work but then it's good for you to understand every area yeah. of the business yeah 
Um, you have no choice. The accountant, the accountant aspect, that goes to the accountant. He deals with that. He tells me what to do. All the accounts are uploaded onto zero. So he, yeah. he just does that monthly. So that's, I don't deal with that. Yeah. But for example, like going to like marketing teams like today, and they're like talking about marketing strategy, how we can push you, what what we can do, and they can like throughout the calls and meetings, like they know I'm clued up on it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They can't really. Yeah, they can't bullshit you. Yeah, they can't bullshit you. Like yeah. obviously, like SEO, like it's complicated all the keyword search, but you could easily like to someone starting out, you could easily overcomplicate that and make it sound really difficult, but. What is what is it to say that I can't like go on and do that myself? Yeah. So it's learning learning all the areas of the business is important, yeah. but at the same time you've got you've got to put the right people in the right places to run those areas. And for me, that's having having Matt just now, and then <clears throat> in the future, <clears throat> sorry, in the future we'll be bringing on more bar staff, bar managers. Um, I'm looking to develop at Washington Street to the rooftop. So got a nice rooftop space in the plan. So do a rooftop bar there. So be cool. we'll be putting a lift in to get access easy. And then it's kind of, it's a glass box structure, retractable roof system. So we can do events all year round. It could be heated, insulated. Um, Cause if we were to do it up there just now, like just now it would only work through August. And if it's not an indoor space, you know, I have the license up until 10 PM. So having it self-contained means yeah. you can push it till two, three in the morning. Mm-hmm. So that's the kind of projects we're working on just now. Nice. And looking for like expansion. So the next, the next big thing, uh, is it, you know, expanding to places like Edinburgh within Scotland before you look to UK or? Definitely, yeah, I've looked at Edinburgh. Well, whenever I'm in Edinburgh, I'm always looking around. I'm seeing... It's not cheap. (laughs) That's the thing, yeah, it's not cheap. Business rates are high. If you're taking on a full space yourself, there's ways to do it, but um, if you're taking on a space, segregating it, bringing in different tenants, it takes the rates down. There's definitely ways to do it, but... Yeah, Edinburgh, I would like to do an event space in Edinburgh or even office space, just the same kind of concept, but it's finding the space that suits because obviously I'm kind of doing an industrial style venue. Yeah. And when you're in Edinburgh, you're really limited to what space is. There's loads of retail space, but you won't be able to get the same kind of... The feel. The feel or the kind of vision across as what I'm doing just now. So probably biding the time finding finding something that suits um manchester's another one really really like manchester i feel like they're just it's developed so quickly you've got all the nice high rises and all the new kind of trendy bars like there's loads of rooftop bars sky bars like yeah you go to like places like manchester london you like you'll book the attraction, so you'll book all the rooftop bars. You'll it's you need to go there when you when you visit there. So that's what I'm thinking with Box Up just now is developing the roof and making it something. So it's if you're going there, it's an attraction. And obviously working in the photo studio, we've got loads of influencers in terms of marketing strategy. That was 
that was a huge thing for me is being able to utilize the influencer marketing without any cost. So having the photo studios, for example, like they always need a space to shoot. So yeah. come in, use the photo studio. All mm-hmm. we need is a tag, mention it on the story, it's things like that. So yeah, yeah. that really, really boosted us um, in terms of awareness at a cost of nothing. Yeah. And obviously developing relationships at the same time. But yeah. similar to, I don't know if you followed like Ben Francis doing Gymshark, like, yeah, yeah. The main reason they blew up is doing all the expos and getting like Jeff sides, like all these guys, yeah, like guys. bringing them to one place, and then it just creates a trend. Yeah, and that kind of like approach is just huge. Like it can have a huge impact even over social media. If no one, if someone's not present, they're just witnessing it. It's, influencers like these days obviously everyone has their different opinions of them but for me it's been it's been a good good marketing tool and i'll continue to use that yeah it's just like it's such a good way to get it out there right in front of like so many more people it's like and it's the target market especially if it's glasgow influencers it's going to be people mainly in glasgow yeah um because like if you're posting an ad and you're putting out across the full of the UK, you're hitting the wrong market. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. that's when it comes to, like, even with collecting data recently, that's a huge thing. So um, Rory put me in touch with, um, is it Stampede, which is guys through in Edinburgh. They run a data oh, collection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they can collect data through the Wi-Fi. Yeah, like, I thought I knew that. Yeah, it's like when you plug like, in your stuff, yeah. Yeah, so if you come in box up, it's like guess Wi-Fi. You're like, yeah, click on that, right? We want your email, your phone number. Yeah, you're back you <laughs> then as soon as they accept that, that just lists on my directory. So in terms of marketing, I can email marketing, flyers, events. We've got a New Year's Eve party coming. We've got Christmas parties. Do you want to have your office party here? So that's like data is like so important. And it, the earlier you get on it, the better because you're gonna have more all the database exactly yeah you need to i remember doing it in school like going through a database and finding something i was like this is so bad it's so (laughs) fucking boring boring but yeah like you don't realize there's so many ways to utilize different different areas without there and you need to learn about all these you could easily yeah i think as well like doing things like that like maybe not necessarily that but like doing other tasks for your own business that like on paper are pretty boring but when it's for your own thing they're not as they can still they can still get tedious yeah i get a buzz out of it like still you're still like nah but it's my thing whereas if you're doing it for like a huge company you're like Yeah, like I've seen, I know people that work for data collection companies. They've showed me like what they do, and it's something. There's people that go through like databases and make sure all the data that's there is just so accurate. And if it's like doubled up, they'll like delete one of them. It's like they're going through like lists on end, huge lists, names, (laughs) numbers, and locations, and yeah, they're having to pick out of. fine comb and just make sure everything's so accurate so yeah it's, well that's like in racing as well like we collected data 
going yeah. around the track. And that was absolutely massive. Um, like you could sit down and see your breaking point. You're breaking too early. You're not putting the throttle on. You're not carrying enough. Like you see your speed throughout the whole car. You're going too slow in the middle of the car. You're not carrying the speed. You need less braking. Let the car flow through. Like, yeah, there's so much that goes into it <laughs> that you don't realize, um, as well as the pressure. So, yeah, data is really important. Need to get on that. Good stuff. Well, I think just to round off, um, talking about we've talked about all the external things, but I think just to round off and talk about more of close to home for you personally. But during all this, obviously, you had big personal thing with your brother. Um, yeah. How did that drive you on to succeed? Because obviously, he'd be really proud of what you've created. So yeah, no, it's mad. Like. When I first started Health Hub is when I found out Emerson had motor neurons disease. So that was like four years ago. And yeah, it's a massive shock to the system. Like I can't even comprehend, even like to this day, he passed away six months ago. Even to this day, I don't really think I've dealt with it, but there's two ways you can deal with it. You can be sad, think about it, or you can utilize it as a drive. So going to the gym just getting that energy out going to work and just constantly better in it um that's definitely my approach just now i think a big thing from like an outsider's perspective especially mine that i see is like you're just constantly busy so it's not that it doesn't take your mind off it 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 doesn't let yeah. allow you the time to like sulk and as you said like feel sorry for yourself because <laughs> yeah Again, no one wants that, but he wouldn't want it as well because you, you have a business to run at the same time and you want to make him proud. But at the same time, you're thinking, right, how, how do I use this as a driver to succeed? Yeah, like obviously throughout it, he saw everything I was doing. He, yeah. he loved what I was doing. Um, he never wanted to hold me back. Like obviously he never held me back whatsoever. Like I love spending time from after work would I spend time, but... Yeah, you've got to, with all different situations, not just like someone passing away, it's like a breakup or a business decision went wrong and you've yeah. lost that. Like, There's ways to deal with things. I think as you get older, you, you, you start, you have to learn through experience. I don't think through school you can't, you're not taught it. Nah. Um, there's some people like my mom and dad got divorced when I was like 14. Um, my brother was actually in prison <laughs> at this time as well. So he ended up, he became like a kind of wild child. I got involved in like the wrong crowd when he was younger. I had to set this example. He ended up going to prison. So mom and dad got divorced. He was in prison. We're still going to visit him. I visit him every week. And we had to pretend that they were still together because we didn't know how he'd deal with it inside. So... And then when he came out, I was like, right, yeah, mum and dad. <laughs> this is all. <laughs> um, but for example, like one of my mates, like this is probably like two two years ago, like his mum and dad were getting a divorce and he was like completely broken down by it, like in absolute bits. And I was just looking at it, I was like, I was like, that's nothing to like, not that it is, but I'm like, nothing to <laughs> what I've been through. Like, I feel like I've been through loads of different stuff like from a young age. So, well, it comes back to the 
like you just said it, experience. Like you're you're sat there thinking, I've I've been through it. I can help you through it. And again, you've probably said to them, like, use it as a driver. Look at the exactly, yeah, hundred percent. Look look at the positives from it. Although it's a negative situation, take the positives out of it. Yeah, two Christmases, two sets. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best way I look at it as well. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, you've got. So life is a head game. It is a head game. <laughs> All in your head, right? Is how you perceive yourself. It's your perception. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, how you perceive situations, how you react to situations. Like, for example, being younger, going out, like someone wants to kind of start an argument with you. Like when I was younger, I'd probably react to it more. Whereas if you're out just now and someone's trying to get a reaction to kind of create something, you're just you just turn around, you leave, you just yeah. You know how to deal with things. Like yeah. It's there's there's so much to lose do you know what I mean like you've been working your your mind's focused like someone's trying to have an argument with me I'm thinking oh that's how they run the bar in here so they've got that <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even there I'm too busy thinking about it. the Box functionality up, like, yeah. exactly but good stuff good stuff well I think that kind of causes it yeah to a nice to a nice ending um and yeah, it's been a pleasure having you on, mate. And hopefully, like the people listen to this one, it's a bit different, obviously, but yeah, gain a little bit, gain a little bit of insight from a business perspective as well, and how, um, you know, at the end of this school and uni aren't be all and end all. Do you know what I mean? Like, let's be honest, no, not at all. Mate. Look not at what all. look at what you've created. Yeah, just just go with it. Definitely. So yeah, thank thank you very much, mate. Need to come to your pal's wedding. It's in box up. Next year. <laughs> <laughs> Who I'll, be there, I'll be there before then, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> All good. Thank you, Clay. Appreciate it, mate. Spot on. Cheers.